<laughs> no one's showing up to your <laughs> listing and be like, wow, hey, hon, look at this. Look at this sign in the front of the house that we came to see. Isn't this amazing? Look at this. Somebody really put a lot of time and effort into this. I at least tell. two <laughs> weeks. At least two weeks of time into this sign. <laughs> Welcome back, boys and girls, to the Tactical Agents Podcast. I am Mike Edwards. I am joined, as always, by Chris Fisher. And who are we? We're two experienced real estate agents that are former police officers, and we think there is a better way to do real estate, a tactical way instead of the traditional way. And if you enjoy the content that we put out in this podcast, uh, our approach then we want to hear from you. We want to connect with you. If you are, uh, our mission is to help 10,000 first responders and, and veterans change their lives through their own real estate business. And so if that is you and you want to start and discover how we can help you through the 10-7 project, or if you uh, are already in this business and you want to figure out a different way to do it, you want to approach it differently, you, you resonate with our, our message then let's talk. Let's see how we can help you in your business, whether that's joining us uh, on our nationwide team as part of our project or whether that's just helping coach you through uh, your business and its direction. We're, we're open to all that. So uh, visit 107project.com, T-E-N, the number seven project.com, and you can easily get connected there with us, and we would love to meet you. What's going on in your life, Chris? Oh, you know, just hanging out, trying to sell some houses. <laughs> yeah, I uh, just just closed on two last week. Another listing appointment last night, and got some other other stuff on the horizon with some some listings and some uh, a potential new build project. I've got my first client ever interested in a barn dominium. So nice. I have I have never been a part of a barn dominium build, and so that'll be a that'll be a new. A, <laughs> a barn dominium sounds like my paradise. Like put me on like eighty or a hundred acres with a barn dominium with a huge shop and maybe a couple bedrooms. I I would be happy, man. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think barn dominiums are a thing in the Phoenix area, are they? No, not so much. But uh, <laughs> maybe you, know, you need to convince your wife to move back to your roots. You know, my, you go my back wife to the south. A, my wife is a city girl, uh, so I don't know that I'll. I, I mentioned it the other day, and she because when we were first, you know, dating or whatever, the option of her moving to Alabama came up, and she said, "Yeah, that offer's expired. I've got you here now." <laughs> <laughs> but it never, it never was on the table exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I, I get it. I, 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 I could live in either context. I grew up, I grew up mostly country for the first half of my life, and then kind of turned suburban city from from there on out. So I, I could live in either context. Uh, I do prefer less driving. I, I'm not a big fan of long drives <laughs> for a day to day thing. So don't don't ever move to Phoenix. <laughs> yeah, well, Phoenix yeah, but, is an hour and a half away from Phoenix. No, Houston is two hours away from Houston. <laughs> that place is wild. Six hundred some square miles of a city, and it's like, yeah, we have friends in Houston. We we all live in Houston, but we don't see each other every until every few months because it's 
you know, three hours with traffic to get it from southwest <laughs> yeah. to northeast side. It's like, oh yeah, no thanks. <laughs> but so if you're a, if you're a realtor in those markets, congrats. Uh, you must have fun driving all over the place. But all right, let's. Uh, well, that's that's enough of our life updates. Today we want to we want to talk to you about three lies that realtors tell themselves. You posted this uh, in one of our groups the other day, and I thought, oh man, this is good. This is a podcast <laughs> episode right here. This 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 will preach. So, yeah. without further ado, uh, I'll, I'll say the lie, and you you talk to me about kind of what was what was going through your head with these. The first one is that busy equals productive. Yeah, that one's uh that one's a, a a hitter, right? Like it's so many agents spend so much time doing busy work that makes them feel like they're accomplishing something. Mm-hmm. And they're they're really just not. Like you it, you know, you think about um like what what's the word I'm looking for? Like appropriate application of force, right? People put all their energy into things like, you know, like I had a conversation with somebody the other day and they were talking to me about their signs and they were like, should I put a headshot on it? Should I do this? And I was like, nobody cares. No, <laughs> nobody cares. Your mom doesn't even care. Nobody cares what your sign looks like. Just get the boilerplate template that your brokerage provides and, and use that because nobody cares. Mm-hmm. And they had, they were like, well, I've been, you know, I've been working on this for like two weeks. And I was like, why? Two weeks? It doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, two weeks. I was like, how does that help you sell a house? It doesn't, right? If you would have taken that same amount of effort that you spent, and granted, you know, people say they work on things for two weeks. What did they really do? They watched Netflix all day and, you know, fooled around on Facebook, did all that nonsense. And then, for about five minutes, they were like, oh, what if I put this letter here? You know, it's that's how you work on a, a sign for two weeks. But if you would have taken all that and condensed it down to go in and meeting more people, that would translate to deals. Yeah. Your sign, like what what a sign sell, you know, what, three, three percent of houses, probably less than that. Now, I, yeah, the last study less. I saw was like 92 percent of houses were found you know, that are sold or are sold on the internet. I think it's probably more like 99.999 now. Yeah. It's like nobody's driving around looking for signs. No signs are like, they just make that last step to the house. When they turn the corner down a street, like, Oh, there it is. Like, instead of having to stare at the numbers on the house, like they're like, Oh yeah, I see the, I see the sign. And Mm -hmm. they don't, they don't get out of their car and then stand there and admire the sign. No one, no one like, (laughs) <laughs> no one's showing up to your <laughs> listing and be like, wow, hey, hon, look at this. Look at this sign in the front of the house that we came to see. Isn't this amazing? Look at this. Somebody really put a lot of time and effort into this. I can at tell. least two <laughs> weeks. At least two weeks of time into this sign. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, and Go ahead. I was just going to say, like, when I saw that, I think, like, because I, I do – Brazilian jiu-jitsu of course I'm going to find a way to bring this up in any podcast that I do right like right. any I, but uh so if you're a, if you're a rolling realtor give me a shout in the comments like if you if you uh if you do real estate and you and you roll on the mats like I want to I want to get to know you you're my people but one of the principles there is you know that that appropriate action appropriate use of force right where where am I spending my energy 
And a lot of times what happens is when new people come in, you, you'll get a guy that comes in that's like, he's 205, benching 250 for reps. Uh, he, he's, a, he's a gym rat, whatever he is, like he, he's a man's man. And then you just put him with uh, this 150-pound kid that's been training for a few years. And this, this massive dude can't touch this kid, you know, like this kid's like toying with him, like a cat with a, with a ball of yarn, like he can just do whatever he wants. And Mm -hmm. it's because that kid has learned how to be effective with his movements and his energy. And instead of like trying to use all the muscular strength, you understand the power of levers and mechanics and uh, Mm -hmm. it makes a difference. And in the real estate business, it's like, what really moves my business forward? What are the activities and the things that really actually generate income versus just make me feel like I was busy? Like, oh man, I had a couple of hours and yeah, I was, uh, I was working on my sign design or, uh, I did a little, um, I, I attended this, uh, little luncheon from the title company on, uh, on how the title process works. Like, you know, (laughs) like, oh yeah, I had a, had a meeting today, man. It was like really, really good. Like. But it met you met nobody, you had no conversations, you connected with no potential clients. All you did was amass information that you only need if you have a client. <laughs> so it doesn't oh. it doesn't help you do your main thing in business, which is to connect with people in a way that you can invest in them and ask for business. Yeah, and then you get like the the whole like happy hours or going to the office and just you know BSing with other realtors all day about you know their day like those people it, it's good to be you know a good colleague and to know people and it helps to have relationships but when you when you spend your working time on on that all the time they're never going to refer you business you're in the same market they're not going right. to hand you a client like you're wasting your time yeah you know? i think that's one of the great uh <laughs> mysterious things that has developed in the real estate world is it is a f- they have taken what is a an entrepreneurial adventure, right? That's mm-hmm. what being in re- when guys if you, when you're in real estate, you own your own business, and too many people treat it like they're an employee at their broker or their their office, their team, like they're an employee, and then there's like this like. Oh, we got team building exercises where we go out and we go golfing and we do all this stuff. It's like none of these people are are creating clients for you. Like they're not they're not making no, connections for you. Like yeah. going golfing and doing nine holes in the morning with with other agents. Yeah, again, it's not bad to have a good rapport with your fellow agents in the area. It can be a tremendous advantage, and I think it should be an aspect of your business. But this idea that you go to the office and and you have to be there a certain amount of time or, and and then the brokers know this and they capitalize on this by, by then positioning themselves as your, as your boss or creating an office environment with expectations there. And the reality is that you are a business owner and you need to take command of your business and choose to do the activities that are going to actually be productive. And what is productive? It is something that ultimately leads to revenue. <laughs> and yeah. if you if you are are not doing activities that will ultimately generate revenue, what are you doing besides being busy? <laughs> exactly. <Nothing. laughs> exactly. 
All right, next uh, next lie you listed was that you must appeal to everyone. This is good. This is good. What do you mean by that? All right, so the biggest regret, so the biggest regret I have in the real estate business is when I first started running a big team. Um, I think we probably at the time had 20 or, 20 or so agents on the team, and I was telling them all how to be successful in social media, and it was basically just you know, be vanilla, be bland, don't say anything that might offend somebody, don't say anything that, and when I look back on that, um, I, I, I see the ignorance in, in the advice that I was giving them at the time. Yeah. And the reason is, you can't appeal to everyone, right, They're, without <laughs> being disingenuous. And if you're being disingenuous, it comes off. People realize that you're not who you say you are, and they don't trust you. Mm-hmm. So the the biggest piece of advice that I can give anybody, and you know, the thought of appealing to everyone makes sense from a business perspective. Like, oh, you want to have the, the widest pool of, of clients that you can have. And, you know, the the truth of the matter is if you run your business that way, you're not gonna like the people you work with. They're not gonna like you it's going to be harder to get them to trust you because they're going to feel like you're a fake person and you're not genuine. Yeah. And then trust is so key. I mean, we're, we're talking about the biggest purchases that somebody will make in their entire life and you're asking them to trust you with it, but you're not being trustworthy because you're not being authentic and genuine about who you are. Mm-hmm. So when, when you can be more authentic and, and be who you are, a couple different things happen. One, they're going to trust you more because you're telling them who you are and and showing them who you are. And that genuineness just appeals to people. Two, you're going to work with people who are like you, right? And when you work with people who are like you, you enjoy it more because you have things in common. You like the, you like the same things. You listen to the same music. You like the same jokes. Um, you know, the same, you have the same motivations and the same desires and, it just makes for a better experience for everybody involved. And then the third thing is they know more people like them and they're going to introduce you to more people who fit who you're looking for as far Mm -hmm. as personality and motivations and, you know, things that, that make your experience better and their experience better. They're going to introduce you to more people who, who would see the world the same way and, and, compound on that i guess yeah i uh i'm big on telling people that you need to pick a people or a place Mm -hmm. and you know i don't i don't know if there's a mix of that but you know for me especially early on in my business i had i was making the transition out of law enforcement at the time so for me it was very people centric it wasn't it wasn't focused on a geographic area or a place it was very much a people. And so it didn't matter if they were uh, two hours away or if they were two minutes away. If they were my people, right, like I was there to help them. Like I was going to figure right. it out. And that was like my appeal is like, hey, I, I want to help first responders. I want to help veterans. That's my people. And so that was the that was the messaging. That was, I guess, how I presented myself is, is really wanting to be an advocate for that person as a client. 
or you can focus on a place, right? Like you could say like, hey, this is my geographic area. I wanna know this place inside and out. I wanna know every business owner. I wanna know um, the city council members. I wanna know the people in the building department. I wanna know the city inspectors. Like right. I wanna be the, I wanna run this town, you know, whatever that is, like the, mm -hmm. that place. And I'm gonna make content about this and I'm gonna know it inside and out. And I want people, if they wanna move from here or move to here, I want my name in that hat, you know, like, so right. pick a, pick a people or pick a place. Um, and if you can do both, uh, you know, get that, that's even more laser focus. If you could focus on a people in a place now, now that's, yeah. that's some laser precision right there. Uh, but usually, you know, that, that's a lot of skill, uh, development over time to be able to, to do that. But so think about that guys, if don't, don't appeal to everyone. Don't take a shotgun approach to your business. Uh, take a take a rifle approach. <laughs> Are we gonna get banned on YouTube for even saying the word rifle? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe, uh, but, <laughs> but not, nevertheless, <laughs> you get what I'm saying, right? Take a take a focused approach. You you can't be everything to everybody, um, and it'll it'll wear you out. It'll wear you down. And so, try to save yourself the time by taking that piece of advice. The last lie. Uh, that you said was you have uh, you have to be available all the time, and this is wow. This this should be smacking a bunch of rookie realtors right in the face about <laughs> yeah. like, wait, I don't I don't have to be available at 11 p.m. on a Saturday at my at, you know, or during my kid's uh, birthday party. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it's so funny to to watch realtors talk, right? Because. You, you get in, there are people that have figured it out, but there are people that haven't. So if you're, if you're in any of the Facebook groups, and I know you left all of them because they're ridiculous, but I still like them for <laughs> entertainment value. And I'm watching people say, no, 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 you have to be available all the time. Do you know of any doctors who won't take a call? Yeah. Every one of them. Yeah. There's not a single doctor in the world <laughs> that will take your call at home on a, at seven o'clock on a Tuesday night. Not a single one of them. Um, and you know, they're thinking, well, you know, you go to the ER and there's a doctor there. Yeah, because that's when they're supposed to be at work. Like it's, yeah, yeah, they're they're there on schedule. That that's, that's right. That, yeah, they're they're at work during those hours. Exactly. Yeah, you're not calling your primary care physician at two two a.m. on a Saturday because you've got a hangover and you know <laughs> it's it's ridiculous to even think about it. But I and I hate the comparison of, of realtors to doctors and lawyers. I'm just using that as an illustration because. Guys, we're not doctors and lawyers. We're, no. we're just not. Um, yeah, you you certainly <laughs> need to carry yourself, treat yourself as a professional. You own this right. business, so yeah, be professional. Treat your treat your business like a business. But there again, therein lies the point. Businesses mm -hmm. are not twenty four seven operations, and if if a business happens to be open twenty four seven, they're not staffed by the same people for all twenty four hours. Right. They have a shift right. uh, of people there. You know, yeah, you can call the yeah. police at two a.m. and somebody's going to answer nine one one, but not the same person that answered at twelve, you know, at noon the day before. Right? It's it, that's exactly. not how it works. Right? Like there's shift work, and, and yeah, all and, I was going to say was like, that you can be you can you can actually be harming the reputation of your business by being someone who is available all the time because yeah. you're, you're letting yourself be used potentially. And that, that means you probably didn't set great expectations and you haven't, mm -hmm. you haven't positioned yourself as a professional, as a consultant or an advisor. 
you're doing whatever it takes to get that commission check. And so someone someone who knows that that's what you're doing is just using you if they're if they're doing right. that. And they would never like I, I, I went out of town this weekend uh, with my wife and I texted um, my active clients and said, after 1130 this morning, I'm not available this weekend. Here's the last update that I'm going to give you. Here's what I need from you or what you needed from me. And I'll see you next Monday. Like I'll, I'll reach back out then. Yeah. You know what? You know what? I didn't lose a single client because they, do you think your clients want time off? Do you, exactly. Do you think, uh, you know, do you think that they expect their, to be able to call their kid's teacher at 930 at night on a homework question? No. You know why? Because the kids' teachers are there from 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. That's why. Mm-hmm. You know? So set the expectations right. You do not have to be available all the time. Yeah, and it's it's so crazy. Like, And I'm still – I'm pretty available as a real estate agent. So if somebody texts me, you know, and I don't have anything going on, I'll respond to them. Mm-hmm. But I make it very clear, you know, up front, these are my working hours, um, you know, if if you need anything on a Saturday or Sunday, it's by appointment only. You got to give me some notice. I've got young kids, you know, things like that. So, um, and it generally it works out really good. You know, I got really really good advice from a lender buddy named Randall Mills uh, out here in Phoenix, and uh, early on, and he was like, "Listen, man, you're not a cop anymore. Nobody's going to die, right? Mm-hmm. There is nothing in real estate that's an emergency. Everything can be handled the next day. Yeah. So." Uh, I, I took that to heart and have pretty much used it. You know, like I, I had a client panicking. They're trying to write a new bill contract. They didn't take me into the office or whatever, but they got everything worked out. And uh, they're like, hey, we need this, this, and this. Okay, I'll, I'll get it to you tomorrow around lunchtime, you know? Yeah. And they're fine That's with so it. so true. Right, cool. Everything yeah. in real estate <laughs> is, a, is a business hours thing. It really yeah. is. The title companies, title companies work business hours. Lenders, the, the the mortgage agencies are open during business hours, right? Like right. you can set business hours for yourself. And uh, so many people are busy chasing commission instead of connecting with clients the right way. Like we mm-hmm. teach, <laughs> go back and listen. This is episode 20, but we've got 19 other episodes to explain, <laughs> sort of like build build this in. And um, you, you, don't, you don't have to, to do that you can set expectations on the front end and say hey listen here's what i here's here's the promises that i make to you here's my here's my here's the way that i work here's how i update and stay connected to my clients and set the expectations and if they don't agree to that well then do you want a client that's going to run you ragged is that and then and then what happens off of that client that runs you ragged how do you think their referral business is going to be for you do you think they're going to refer more people to you who aren't going to run you ragged no, because they run in those circles and that was their experience. And they're going to tell their next friends, yeah, he was available all the time. Like we had, we had the dumbest questions at 1030 at night. So we just called him <laughs> like, you know, oh, great. That's yeah. the kind of guy I want. That's the right. kind of business you're going to build. So you want to avoid that nonsense, set your boundaries and, and be honest about them. And then, and then live into those expectations. If you say you're available during those hours, well then be available, right? Like be responsive and uh, live up to the expectations that you set, but don't, you don't have to be ridiculous, man. You can turn the phone off. You can do it. We coach agents to have 
at least one hour every day phone free. Like, yep. set it down, man. Turn it off. Don't be chained to this thing. There, it's just a myth that you have to be chained to your cell phone. And I, I'm a, I'm a big believer. And we got to wrap up, but I'm a big believer that the the businesses that are going to thrive in the next three to five years won't be businesses that just turn the keys over to AI, but mm-hmm. double down on personal, real world connections. Yep. Um, I, I think people are going to thrive by that. Um, in a world full of AI, there's only one you, you know, right. every other agent in your market is going to be having AI write their next Facebook post and just, you could just be you <laughs> and, uh, and you'd be surprised what might happen in your business. So those are three quick lies that realtors tell themselves. I'm sure there's more. If you can think of other lies, drop them in the comments. Tell us tell us some lies that you've maybe believed in your business, but that when you when you believe the truth, it, it helped you make a breakthrough. Maybe we'll share some of those on a future episode, but enough for us. We try to keep these things uh, around 20 minutes, and this is maybe uh, above that. So we better get out of here before we overstay our welcome. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, we'll talk to you later. See you.